0: The Bible is more than the history of God, it's His story, and here to show you how God can contribute to your story is your host, Barbara Culver. Hello out there. I have missed y'all. I have missed doing this podcast. So very much. It's been a trying. Two or three weeks for me. I did my last podcast. And was told by a friend. All she got was static. And I apologize to anyone. That does listen to this podcast. I apologize deeply. I happened to be in a hurry that night. And. I didn't replay it. Turns out my computer, my internet, everything got struck by lightning. My computer crashed. My internet went out. Had to get all new equipment for it. Had to buy a new computer. Now I'm trying to learn to operate it, which... I am challenged by it, but God is so faithful to me and he has helped me to get things set up again. Hopefully this time it's right. So we'll just see about this. When I left you the last time, we were talking about the book of Esther. God is never mentioned in the book of Esther. And yet on every page, God is there. God may never be mentioned in your life. But I can promise you, every day of your life, God is there. And he's using you whether you're a believer or you're not a believer. It doesn't matter. God is going to use you ever how he wants to. We saw in the last time that the king had gotten really upset with his queen because she refused to come out and parade in front of his friends at his big party. Now she knew that was, meant that she had to go naked in front of all these people. She refused to do it. And he dethroned her and kicked her out. Have you ever made a decision in your life and after a few months of thinking about it, you think about all the things that could have been, might have been, should have been, you kind of get wishing you hadn't made that decision. That's kind of the way the king felt. He got to thinking about her and all the things that she had done in his life. But there was young men in his court who realized that's what was happening. And there was no way they was going to let this queen come back in there because she had disobeyed the king. And if the king forgave her and brought her back in there, their women would be doing the same thing and thinking they could get by with it. So they got up a plan. Now you see, these are pagan people. They're not even believers. And yet God is going to use them and their little imaginations to get life figured out. To accomplish his purpose in his people's life. So they get this plan together to get all of the beautiful young virgins that were in Persia at this time. Put them in charge under the charge of the king's eunuch, which is a castrated man who has no interest in sex. But he took care of all the women that come into the king, whether it be the queen or his concubines. Didn't matter. But there was one thing that stood out in this chapter in verse three of chapter two it stood out to me. And I went, wow, it says, let their cosmetics be given them. And my mind went back to old time preacher who once said, if you have an old barn, you repaint it, make it look good. So women, Paint your face up. Make yourself look good. Guess what? That's what they did. Only these were young women. But they still had their cosmetics. Isn't that amazing? In the Old Testament, you have cosmetics. But that doesn't pertain to you, does it? Oh, okay. And said, then you pick out a new queen. He said, Well, that sounds like a pretty good idea. You see, God allows men to think on their own, to do things on their own, but He's still in charge of them. He still has control of it all. Now, there was a man named Mordecai who was a Jew who had been taken from Babylon and had lived in Persia for over 70 years now. After 70 years, the king at that time allowed them to go back to Jerusalem if they wanted to and a lot of them did but some of them didn't and Mordecai was one of them but he had a young lady in his charge who happened to be his cousin it was his uncle's daughter and she was very beautiful and the Bible says she was very lovely to look at so she got the attention of men and when her father and her mother died Mordecai took her on as his own daughter mainly to take care of her that she, no one harmed her or did wrong to her and so when the king issued this order Esther was encouraged by Mordecai to be taken to the king's palace and to be put under the charge of his eunuch. And guess what happened? She found favor and she pleased him. This eunuch, he really liked her. He liked her as a woman. And he saw the beauty that she had, and he provided her with all of the cosmetics and things that was given at that time for the young women to prepare themselves for a whole year. Oh, man. They went under these periods of beautifying six months of oil, of myrrh, and six months with spices and ointments just to get ready to go see the king you know i tease my husband every now and then he's the king of the roost and i'm glad i didn't have to do all of that to get his attention but mordecai was hoping that this beautiful woman was now going to be protected by the king even though she was a Jewish woman, but he warned her, do not reveal your nationality. Don't let anybody know that you're a Jew because that could hinder you. And so when it was her turn to go into the King, she didn't ask anything. She just took what this eunuch advised her to do and how to act. And the Bible says Esther was finding favor of all who saw her. You know, there's been people in my life that I've won favor with that I felt like I shouldn't have. Because I'm nothing special. I'm just a woman who loves the Lord and tries to do the things right and yet there are people even those who do not believe that I actually God allows me to find favor with God allowed this to happen he allowed life to be life we don't understand that when we say God is in control of everything we think he's pushing the buttons for me to live No, he's allowing you to make the choices you make in order for you to live. But then he takes those choices and he works with them and he uses them for his glory and for his honor. But when Esther went into the king, he loved her more than all of the other virgins. And guess what? She won grace and favor in his sight. So much so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen. And the king gave a great feast and all of his officials and his servants were invited. And it was for Esther. He ha had a new queen. You say the old that doesn't apply to you. Let me tell you. Every day that you live. You have the grace of God. And you can find favor with him. By believing in his son. And living your life the best you possibly can as a human to please him. Your desire is to please him. Esther's desire was to please the king, but we desire to please Christ. Why? Because we found grace and we have favor in his eyes. He loved us so much. He was willing to take all of the punishment for what sin required. He was the sacrifice from the Old Testament that hung on a cross just for me. You see, that's how I found favor with him. And he favored me by calling me to come follow him. He gives me grace every day. I find that grace now as I get older. In being able to do physically do some of the things that he has allowed me to accomplish. Because in the last seven years, there's a lot of things I can't do. But he allows me to get up in the morning, walk across the floor. He allows me to see enough that I can read my Bible. I can study it. I can teach Sunday school lessons. I can now actually quilt. I'm actually putting a quilt together for one of my granddaughters, trying to finish it up. I still, and I can see to drive. I don't drive. And that's my choice. Simply for the fact that I do have some vision problems. And I tell people I don't want to be one of them old crazy women you hear about on TV. That's run into a building. Or has caused a major wreck. And hurt other people. I don't want to do that. So I'm willing to give that up. So that makes me dependent on other people. Esther was dependent on Mordecai. She was dependent on the eunuch to make her beautiful. So who do you depend on today? I have to depend on my husband to do a lot of things for me. I don't do a lot of cooking because I cannot stand in one spot for very long my feet say sit down or fall down so if i cook i have to sit and cook not much fun in that so he does a lot of our cooking that's why we eat out a lot he says i have to depend if he's not able to take me somewhere i have to depend on someone else my daughters or any of my grandchildren and they're all willing to help me because I find grace and favor with them. But don't think that just because you don't see God in your life every day, that he's not there because I can guarantee your choices in life He's going to use them in some way, whether it be good or bad, doesn't matter. He's going to use your life. The question is, are you ready to let him? You see, when I turned 16, I was ready to let him use my life. However, he wanted. But in that, I had to make some changes, some major changes about my attitude, about how I reacted to people, situations, and just life. Why don't you try that today? Until next week, I hope you have a blessed week, and you have many victories through Christ Jesus. Bye for now.